Hi, I'm your host, Rowan Tonkin, and welcome to Being Planful, the show for FP&A leaders and planning experts. Hey there, welcome to Being Planful. As many of you may know, we recently held the Planful virtual tour. We hosted some great sessions from some great customers, and I really didn't want you guys to miss out. So let me quickly introduce one of our great sessions, Tim Zhu, CFO of the Boston Red Sox. Tim is gonna talk you through how he and the team set out to transform FP&A at the Red Sox. Tim is gonna talk through the transformation in terms of some of the challenges, in terms of how they've expanded their capabilities across reporting, monthly forecasting, and financial close. Tim will also address how they've handled some of the challenges of a curtailed baseball season through COVID-19. Enjoy the session and over to you, Tim. Thanks, Annette and Rowan. Well, I'm thrilled to be here as part of the Planful Virtual Tour 2020. Uh, as I'm the CFO of the Boston Red Sox, and, and we've been loyal Planful customers for almost going on a decade here. And I'm excited to share some insights about how we've sort of been on our technology journey and how we've used Planful and how we're helping uh, use, use Planful to help us navigate through this COVID-19 crisis. So I'm going to dive right into my presentation um, and start just by introducing myself a little bit. Uh, when I think back on the past 25 years, uh, I've really been fortunate to have a, a really uh, wonderful career. And it's really been sort of as I think about it into sort of different five-year chunks. If I take myself back to 1995, I was a student at MIT uh, studying mechanical engineering. So I, I don't have an accounting background. I had a unique path to the CFO role. I uh, spent four years in college, obviously. And when I graduated from college, I started a banning company from 1999 to 2000 as an associate consultant. And, and that was really two formative years where I learned how to attack business problems, how to use data and information to help businesses make better and more efficient decisions. I really value that experience, met a lot of great people. Um, decided to do a career 180 though, and I taught uh, eighth grade math as part of Boston Public School System. So I did that for four years, uh, taught eighth grade math, taught a computer class, coached an after school basketball team, uh, you know, helped out with the school newspaper. It was a wonderful time in my life. I really enjoyed it, cherished the relationships I built. Um, but also knew that probably wasn't going to be a career for me. So I was sort of searching for, for what was going to be next. One of the benefits of teaching, obviously, is you have the summers off. And in the summer between my third and fourth year teaching, I was fortunate enough to land a summer internship with my uh, childhood uh, sports team that I love, the Boston Red Sox. So I uh, emailed then CEO Larry Lucchino. Uh, it was a blind email. I didn't have a connection to him. He responded to me, which I was shocked about. And I uh, convinced him to have a, to be an unpaid intern for the summer of 2003. And after that, they offered me a full-time job, and I've been at the Red Sox ever since 2003. And even at the Red Sox, I really think of my career in three phases. So the first phase, the first five years or so, I was a business analyst, and I was really looking at a lot of the uh, analytical trends on our business, you know, ticket pricing, concession trends, uh, different uh, impacts of different game times. And, and that was more you know, working in Excel and, and, and less about the core finance of my current responsibility. Uh, the second phase from 2010 to 2015, I was a director and vice president of business development, um, oversee some of our new business ventures, our travel program, our fan photo program, and a few other things. And then more recently in 2015, I took over uh, as the CFO of the club and have been serving in that role for the last five years. And obviously, this, this presentation is really more about that portion, uh, overseeing the finance department and how we've used technology um, uh, to enhance our efficiencies of our processes. So... Um, just what I want to do today is really just go through three different areas. Um, the first is, is take you on a journey 
over the last really 10 years or so as we've adopted technology to improve finance processes. I think back to some of the ways we did things you know, not that long ago in 2010. It wasn't like it was 1950, but some of our processes were, were heavily paper-based, you know, didn't have a digital component, were wildly inefficient. And we've been on this journey uh, introducing technology throughout our operations. Um, and I'm just going to share some of those uh, examples. Um, second, I wanted to do a deeper dive on Planful. Obviously, we're here to you know, supported by Planful. And as I said, they've been a great partner of ours. And, and I really want to highlight all of the benefits of, of that transformation and that transition that we undertook back in 2010. Um, and then third, you know, given the current climate, I do want to talk about just how, how we're managing through this COVID-19 crisis, how we're thinking through uh, the uncertainty and, and the business challenges that it's posing, and also how we're also using Planful to help us think through those scenarios as well. Um, so I'll dive right in with the first section, again, adoption of technology uh, to improve our finance processes. And I have five examples here, and I'll just sort of walk through the kind of the before and after. So you know, setting up the first one, um, all of these slides, you're going to see, you know, a before example and an after example. And the first one was invoicing accounts payable. And if I think back to how we used to do this, um, really back in 2010, um, it was an incredible, incredibly inefficient process. What would happen is we would get invoices mailed to us uh, from, from our vendors. Uh, those invoices would be printed out. They would be put in an inner office envelope from, uh, by our finance team. They would be sent through our mailroom to the budget manager. The budget manager would receive the envelope. They'd open the envelope. They would sign their name, write down the budget code. They'd write approved. They'd put it back in the envelope. They'd send it back through the inner office mail. And it would end up back in our finance department. Um, that process alone, even if it was done efficiently, would take a couple days to complete. And then the finance department had to obviously input that information into our system to run the checks in the AP. So if you think about that, it's a wildly inefficient process if you're right for human error. Um, in 2010, we transitioned to a, to a digital environment for our AP. We actually built our own uh, system. We had some developers that helped us uh, develop a customized system. And now the way it works is, you know, vendors email uh, their, their invoices to AP at redsox.com. Um, you know, the, the system automatically recognizes the budget code and the approver and the, and the key information, the amounts. Those, that data gets fed into the system. The system then creates, uh, you know, open invoices that are then, uh, and, and budget managers get daily emails and, and links to their open invoices. And, and then we can track on the back end, you know, where, where, how much is past due, you know, which, which invoices need to be attention. There's all sorts of reporting that we can run. So that's been an incredible game changer for that from an invoicing and accounts payable perspective. Um, from, from time clock manager, again, going back to 2010, another example, um, wildly inefficient process. When our ushers and ticket takers and security would, would um, show up for work for a game, the way they signed in was they signed their name on a piece of paper and they would sign their name. They would write the time that they were in. And, uh, and, and that was the way we tracked their time. Um, uh, they worked on shifts. So we weren't actually tracking the hours at the time. It was sort of a shift or not. But even then, there was no electronic component of knowing when they came to a game. And we'd have, then have this sign-in sheet that we would have to enter, enter into our system to make sure that we ran the right payroll. Again, wildly inefficient paper-based product. Uh, we transitioned to ABI in 2011. So that system has been great for timekeeping. Um, and, and more recently, we've, we've taken advantage of their mobile app. So now when our usher uh, comes to Fenway, the app recognizes that they're at Fenway. There's a geofence. Uh, they can sort of sign in uh, on their phone. They don't even need to punch the time clock or scan their badge. Um, you know, we can run all sorts of reporting on the back end and, and make sure that the time is accurate. And, and it really makes the user experience that much easier and, and saves, you know, hundreds, not thousands of hours on our finance department uh, time. Um, on expense reports, a third example, uh, again, if you look at the before side, we did everything in Excel. So when, it, when, it, when an employee had to fill out an expense report, they had an Excel template. 
they would pull it up, they would add the date, they'd add the vendor of, of the expense, they would describe it, they would code it to a certain budget code, um, they would ask if they had a receipt. Then the receipts, they'd obviously have to track them, you know, when they come home from a trip and you'd have 100 receipts in your pocket, you'd have to tape them to a piece of paper and then photocopy those receipts and submit it, um, you know. And so that was, again, wildly inefficient process, you know, right for human error. Uh, we transitioned to Concur in 2013. Now, if I go on a business trip, every time I have an expense, just click a picture of the, of the, of the uh, uh, receipt, um, upload it right away, categorize it right away. It saves lots of time on the front end of the users, but more importantly, saves a ton of time on the back end as we're not, you know, collating all these uh, different Excel sheets and making sure there aren't errors. Um, and so that that's really improved our processes. And again, on the reporting side, uh, the data that we're now getting in terms of you know, expenses and what people are spending in certain categories is sort of much more easier to understand. Uh, the fourth example is on our ticketing side. As a sports team, uh, you know, ticketing is is our most important revenue stream, and and it's something that we track very very closely. Um, you know, we set budget targets at the beginning of the year, and then we make sure that we're tracking towards those targets, or if we're not, then there's you know we, we communicate. Uh, so, you know, before, in the before example here, um, our director of ticketing would send a manual email. Uh, she would go into our ticket system. She would pull different reports, export them into an Excel template that, you know, manually that she had created. And then she would email uh, the report daily to our management team. Um, and, and that process alone probably took about an hour of time every morning. And, you know, someone like that was, whose time is valuable um, every to have to spend an hour creating those reports every day. Just again, it seemed like an inefficiency. So now, as we made this transition in 2016, um, we transitioned to Tableau. So we try to use Tableau for, for almost all of our data reporting. Um, we now have, there's an app where we can pull up uh, these ticket reports. Uh, you can, it refreshes behind the scenes every 15 minutes. The data is, is, is active. You don't have to wait to this report. And it's self-service. So people can open up, pull up their phone, pull up the app. And we're not just doing it with ticketing. We're, we have reports for how sales staff are doing, how they're tracking versus their goals, how our labor might be doing um, all sorts of other reports are built in Tableau. Um, so that's been really uh, great. And then of course, saving the best for last, you know, our transition to Planful. Um, when we think about budgeting and forecasting, and I am going to get into a lot more details of this process and thought process when we went to, but, but in the before environment, it was all Excel. You know, we had, um, you know, 50 to 100 different Excel templates that were emailed out or saved on network drives. Um, you know, by our budget managers. And, and you can imagine that, that, that that is a process that is right for human error. Um, and I'll talk a little bit more about that um, as I get into the deeper dive here. But we did an extensive RFP. We looked at a lot of different alternatives, but Planful really was by far the best choice for us uh, for, for a lot of reasons, which I'm going to get into in a minute here. But but really, this has been, you know, just an absolute game changer in our, in our uh, as we in this, in this goal to be more efficient and use our time more wisely and have accurate information at our fingertips. Um, and so that's been, you know, really an incredible transition. Um, and so those are just some five examples. But again, I want to now spend some time just, just really doing a deeper dive into the, uh, the benefits of the transition to Planful and how our team has been using it and how our team has been using it, but also how the, the users, the end users, the budget managers have really embraced it as well. Um, so when I think about the, the challenges, and I think I'll take, take ourselves back to 2010 when we were looking at this evolution, you know, there were a lot of questions we were trying to answer, but, but really on this slide, I've tried to boil it down to really four, four categories of challenges. And, and you know, subsequent to this slide, I have some uh, examples of each one. So I'll just sort of read, read the text on this slide and then, and then go into the details with more context uh, moving forward here. But, but the first one was, you know, our users liked Excel. Um, you know, they were comfortable in Excel. It's, 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 a, it's a user inter interface with formulas that people were comfortable with. So that was something we didn't want to lose. We didn't want to lose that comfort 
But they also, as I, as I said before, they, there would be formula errors, there would be breakages to external links, documents would have you know, links to external files that weren't in the right place. And you know, it ended up, it ended up creating you know, massive headaches on both the QA side, the accuracy side, um, and so, you know, we wanted to maintain that that Excel uh, knowledge base, um, but but Plantful provided an Excel-based syntax and a UI that that, that transitioned, uh, but eased the transition. So that learning curve that people have to go through when they when they learn a new product was really quick. You know, people got up to speed very fast. There wasn't a lot of uh, painful sort of uh, you know transition with managers complaining about about a brand new system. They were they they embraced it right away. And of course, the greater accuracy and the errors that I'll speak to in, in a minute. Um, the second challenge was was that our existing or pre-existing system, you know, lacked easy administration of different layers of access to sensitive information. So, like any company, uh, different levels of people might have access to different levels of information. Uh, you know, uh, you know, budget managers need to need to manage their own budgets, but they don't need to see the information from other departments. Um, and even within a department, you might have access to expenses and things like that, but maybe you don't have access to compensation information or some other things that are you know, more sensitive. So it was a challenge to manage user permissions. It was a challenge to have different folders on their network, have different passwords, and we'd have to keep track of those passwords and make sure who knew what password or which, or which user had the right uh, permissions. And that was proved to be quite a headache at the time. Uh, again, planful, and I'll get into these details again, but uh, it allows you to manage multiple different levels of permissions, access to information and reports, uh, really, really with uh, with a click of the button, and it's very easy to do that. And I have a couple examples in a minute. Um, the third challenge was was there was such a heavy burden on the finance team to just run this process. And and while budget managers did provide input, they, they sort of you know told us what they thought they were going to spend or what they thought they might generate in revenue. It was really up to our team to just do all of the heavy lifting, both on the entry side and also on the reporting side. And Plantful has has a really great uh, both self self service reporting tool, which I'll get to, but also Managers just enter and approve their own submissions. And they can go in, they can use the tool themselves. Um, and, and then there's obviously, like I said, generating self-service reports. Um, and then the final one, it, it was just, it was very difficult to run what-if scenarios. You know, as, as any business that has uncertainties and is relies on assumptions, you know, we, we, we were not set up to do multiple what-if scenarios. Our forecasting process was inefficient. Um, and so you're working with Plantful was really easy to generate multiple scenarios and adjust the assumptions rapidly. And, Results. So again, these are the four. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to dive into each of these with a separate slide and a few screenshots just to highlight some of the some of the benefits and some more context as to each one. So going back to the first one, the Excel-based syntax and UI. Again, we had a user base that liked Excel, that they were comfortable in Excel. You know, sometimes people don't like change. Even when we made the transition to the expense reports, which how to concur, that transition was rocky because people weren't used to it. Anytime you introduce new things, there there can be some pushback. Thankfully, because of the, the, the Excel-based syntax and the UI uh, of, of Planful, um, it, was, it was a great and easy transition. There was no problem getting people up to speed. They, they picked it up very easily. It's very intuitive. You can add assumptions. You can link formulas. All the things you can do in Excel, you can do in Planful. Um, and, and as I talked about before, having you know, almost 100 external workbooks being managed on different accounts with different links to different folders, and then having those links potentially be broken and trying to figure out which link is broken. And you'd be opening up these Excel files and it'd give you the message, hey, there's links to external you know, documents and I can't find it. And then you'd sort of scratch your head and go, oh, what was this? You have a, you have a raw data number that didn't have a formula and you'd have to ask the manager what they meant to put in because as things changed, uh, you know, it, was, it was challenging. So, um, you know, and, and that was across 50 plus different budget managers. So you can imagine the headaches that that created. Planful has the ability to have all of those different quote workbooks. They're just all in one system. They're all in one roof. So you can still have a ticketing department workbook and you can have a, 
a finance department workbook and you can have a workbook for sponsorship and a workbook for you know fan services or, 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 or different categories they're all linked together so there's no uh, there's no issue with error checking there's no issue with losing a workbook or having those links broken and everything sort of ties together under one roof and it makes it a lot easier so you still have the benefit of being able to have multiple pages multiple workbooks um, but without the issues that we had with the error prone nature of our pre-existing system um, and, and, and as I said, you know, Planful provided easy template creation, maintenance, version control, and ease of adoption. Those are just sort of the highlights of what I just covered. Um, it was really an easy transition, and people really loved uh, sort of the, the Excel based syntax. Um, you know, number two, user admin security for any company is, is incredibly important. And then for us, as a, as a high profile company, some of our information, that, that our, our financial information, is probably even more sensitive as a privately held uh, company. And so we, we, we protect uh, security of information, you know. We put that very highly on our priority list. And in the old system, you know, we just couldn't do that effectively. We would have different folders, different approvals, even within a file, maybe one page would be locked and maybe one other. It was a challenge. And, and, and uh, Planful really makes it very easy to, you know, number one, set up a user. You can see the, the screenshot of the user setup. You enter the name, department, the, which areas they might have access to. Um, you can give different report access. So they might, you know, we want to serve reports up to people. That's a big part of the benefit of Planful. Uh, but at the same time, we might want certain people to only have read access. You know, we might not want them to be able to write reports and to, 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 in case they might make a mistake. So you can manage read-write uh, permissions. You can manage permissions to different reports, uh, put people in different buckets and groups and categories, and then set permissions to those groups and categories. On the approval role setup side, you know, each each department that we set up has different hierarchy. So our business operations might be a level one, uh, you know, hierarchy, and then that might uh, be on top of facilities and then that might be on top of groundskeeping and that might be on top of you know some other subcategory so you know different users can have different approvals uh, on the different hierarchies so maybe the executive vice president of the department is going to have obviously uh, access to all of those levels and maybe the vice president might have access to level two on uh, and maybe a manager might only have access to you know level four or level five and they don't they don't sort of look up up the chain to, to parts of the information that may not be relevant to them so the approval role setup is, is, is also really valuable as we manage security information. And again, just sort of going back to the ease of use, you know, everything is, is uh, you know, on your screen, click of a button. Um, our finance team is able to manage the user permissions uh, very easily. Um, it's been really a game changer on this side of it. Uh, number three, um, when I talked about this, you know, the self-service nature of the product and, and, and our budget managers embracing the product and really feeling invested in the creation of their budgets and 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 learning to enjoy reporting. You know, in the old system, um, somebody might want to report, they might say, hey, how am I doing on spending, you know, relative to my budget through May? And it would take us hours to run that report. You know, we'd have to pull out the right thing in Excel, look at our clothes, look at our GL, um, try, to, try to sort of show those actuals. And it was really cumbersome and funky. And, and frankly, it was just, it didn't happen very often because when people would ask those questions, we just said, you know, how important is this? <laughs> you know, how much? And if it was really important, if it came from our CEO, we'd find a way to get it done. But otherwise, we might say, you know what, it's not that easy to do. Now, in the, in the current system, it's all it's all uh, you know self-reported. So so you they have they have uh, you know we do a monthly close every month. We, we push actuals into the system um, and then compare them to budget. So if our budget managers can go in and and with the click of a button, uh, they can they can um, uh, you know go in and 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 self-service report. So they can do. Um, Get, get all the access, access to their information that they need um, at, at the click of a button and, and, and they can enter their own submissions as well. And so, you know, being able to spot those trends, being able to look at unexpected variances, being able to sort of see around corners has really, has really enabled 
uh, empowered our, our bunch of managers to, to be to do a great job there. Um, on number four, and we talked about this, the scenario comparison reporting um, has really been really important too. You know, our prior forecast system was cumbersome, error prone, and time intensive. It would take us way too long to do anything. Um, and so the reality was we only did a forecast twice a year. I mean, we, we would do a mid-year forecast and we present that to ownership. And then we would do our year end close and, and getting ready for our audit and we would close the books uh, for that. So twice a year uh, was, was what we were doing from a frequency standpoint. So now we can create multiple scenarios. We have a forecast versus budget. We can, we can enter the data into that forecast. We have the actual results. The actual results feed into the, the forecast results. And we have immediate visibility to allow to see what that variance analysis is within minutes. I mean, literally what used to take us days, you know, now takes us minutes with the click of a button. So we transitioned from a semi-annual forecast to a quarterly forecast and now a monthly forecast. So now we're able to do forecasts for ownership every month. Every month we roll up the, the actuals, we compare them to budget. We ask budget managers, you know, are these variances more of a timing issue? Are they a real issue? Do you expect to spend this money later? Because um, they budget obviously on a month-to-month -month basis. Um, and then we can roll that up and send ownership, um, you know, the information, you know, ownership uh, doesn't like surprises. You know, they certainly don't like bad news. Uh, and good news surprises is not bad, but any sort of surprise in our, in our world is bad. So we try to uh, create and communicate information on in a timely way. And, and now we've been doing the monthly forecast, um, you know, for, for the last couple of years, uh, that would be better than a mindful. Um, there are other benefits. These are, those are the four sort of primary challenges. Um, but we also, from, from a benefits plantful standpoint, there's three other things I want to highlight. You know, it's a cloud-based system, so the automated updates require very limited IT intervention. You know, behind the scenes, as they develop and, and, and enhance the product, those things are just happening behind the scenes. We don't need to run, you know, lots of updates to the software. Um, and, and from an IT perspective, going back to the pre-existing system, managing the network permissions, managing all of the headaches um, like that was 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 very uh, was very difficult. And so, um, you know, there's really limited IT intervention intervention. Users also don't have to be on the network to access the tool. So they can, you know, they can, as long as they have an internet connection, they can get online and they can work and, and access reports. And so they don't have to be in the office. You know, they could be on the beach, they could be with their family, certainly now at home, it's, it's valuable. Um, from a customer service side, the self-service online support is intuitive and easy to navigate. Um, so, you know, when people have problems, they can go online, they can look at the FAQs and see what, see what it is. Um, when needed, the customer service is very responsive. So when you do need to get someone on the phone, um, that there, there's there's reps that are available to talk to you. They're very knowledgeable. It's not one of those companies that you call and wait on hold for 45 minutes to get to a live person. You can get to a live person when you need it to get that support, and that's been great. And probably one of the most important things that we value from the partnership is really the idea that to sort of they always want to be constantly improving the product. So they are proactively their development team is proactively seeking to make product improvements every day, um, and and they're and they're pushing those live, and we're getting the benefits of those improvements as a customer. But they're also really responsive to requests that we make. So we might have an idea, hey, you know, we want to be able to do this with the tool. What do you think? And, and, and they, are, they are eager to get that feedback because they want to help us. They want to create solutions for us that help us with our business. But oftentimes, the suggestion that we might make as a customer might benefit other customers. So they take that feedback. They genuinely use it and, and put it in their development, which is great. So that's, that's been another benefit. Um, I have a couple of quotes here. You know, Ryan Scafidi my VP of financial planning and operations, he really deserves the credit um, for, for, for this transition. He was the one who led the charge. He, he said, I can't believe we're doing all this in Excel. Um, he ran the RFP and as we did that RFP process, Planful was the, was the key, key and clear choice for us. I'll just read his quote there on the left of the slide. The Planful platform has helped transform our finance organization into a trusted team of strategic advisors for our executives and senior management team. 
Additionally, it has enabled us to provide information in a timely manner that is necessary to make critical business decisions that put us in the best position to succeed both on and off the field. Um, John Lister on the right, our Vice President of Facilities Management, he's probably our, our A-plus student as it relates to a, a manager that has adopted Planful. Um, he has really embraced, uh, the, 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 you know, different managers embrace it at different levels, like anything, but, but he really loves the, the real-time access to reporting, you know, all the information he can pull to make sure that he's, he's spending, you know, towards his goals. And his quote, I think you can see on the right there, um, Planful allows us to be more collaborative with finance and helps to understand how our actual spending aligns with our projections much earlier than in the past. With cost center reporting and planful being available on demand, we can now proactively course correct in a timely fashion so we do not over budget. So, you know, the key point I think of this slide is it's been great for our finance team. That's sort of represented by Ryan's quote on the left. They they really love the, the, the time saving that has come and, and, the, and the accuracy and the, and the access to reporting. But it's also been great to our what we consider our customers. And that, that's our, you know, our budget managers and those using the tool have really adopted it as well. So it's been great for them as well. It's been a win-win in our organization. Um, and finally, like I talked about, I just want to sort of touch on, you know, what we're thinking through with the Boston Red Sox as we manage uh, and plan through the COVID-19 crisis. And before I get into that, you know, I just want to state, obviously, and, um, I hope everybody's staying safe and, and, and their loved ones are safe and healthy. You know, this is an incredible time uh, for the entire world. Um, and I think all businesses are facing incredible challenges. It, it, there's, I don't think there's a single business that's not rethinking their business plan and rethinking, you know, what this post-COVID world is going to look like. Um, whether you're the Boston Red Sox, which is obviously, you know, in an industry that that is heavily affected, given that our business is defined by large gatherings, and it's going to be a challenge for us, um, you know, not just this year, but moving forward as, as revenues get challenged in a post-COVID world. But even if you're Amazon, a company that's certainly thriving, maybe on the revenue side, but they have to think through costs in different ways of doing business with their workers, and their distribution centers. So, you know, all companies are sort of asking themselves you know, questions as to how they can navigate this crisis. I just want to give a couple of highlights uh, of that and how Planful has helped us thinking through some of these. So, you know, as we think about questions, you know, the first question is, is obviously we start with revenue. You know, I think, you know, we're, we're trying to understand our revenue outlook for the 2020 season um, as, as, a, as, a, as a company that, that derives all of its revenue from hosting baseball games and that which we're not currently doing, obviously. Um, our revenues are incredibly challenged this year. And if there's a, if there's a situation where there's no season at all, I mean, I think that players and owners are working through hopefully what will be a plan to play some baseball this year. And we're all optimistic that there will be some baseball, um, but that, that it starts there. And so, you know, I think our revenue outlook for the 2020 season is incredibly challenged and it's not just going to be confined to 2020. So I think we're thinking about well, what about 2021, even in a post COVID vaccine world, you know, certainly people are going to have different ways that they view um, things, you know, economy is obviously different. So we're trying to think through, you know, what does that look like and, and, and trying to think through all the different scenarios and, 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 and the uncertainty on the revenue side. Um, you know, on the spending side, uh, we're, we're, we sort of quickly moved to uh, try to sort of eliminate all non-essential spending. So, so when it became clear that we weren't going to be, you know, back in March, we weren't going to be playing baseball uh, with certainly with fans anytime soon. We realized that we were going to have to get our expenses down to sort of the bare bones of our organization. And so with that, you know, using Planful to do that was really valuable because we were able to categorize different categories of expenses as essential versus non-essential. We were able to quickly roll those reports up, you know, show department managers what we what we considered essential versus non-essential, work with them to, to have agreement that, hey, we're not going to spend this particular uh, expense that we thought we were going to spend in our current environment. And so being able to do that in the system, with you know, be, being able to run scenarios and run reporting on the expense side and, and putting those into those buckets was, was incredibly valuable as we tried to manage you know, the revenue decline with, with hopefully, a, you know, mitigate some of those losses with, with, with an expense decline as well. Um, 
you know, this is less about finance, but but how, how do we ensure that our people feel connected to our organization? And how do we alleviate stress and anxiety? And obviously, this crisis is placing an incredible amount of, of, of both physical and mental stress and anxiety on, on everybody in the world. And we try to stay connected to our employees. You know, our employees are obviously the most important people in our organization. They were there will make everything run. Uh, we used to host in uh, quarterly in-person town hall meetings. Those would be the entire uh, company getting together in person once a quarter. We're now doing those virtually once a week. You know, we're trying to remain communicating with our people, making sure they feel, uh, you know, in touch and that we're communicating. Uh, for my own department, I'm hosting every other day, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We have a Zoom with my team. Uh, it's about 40, 50 people. We get together, share, share, uh, communicate, but also just check in on people um, and just make sure that they're feeling okay. Uh, and this, that's certainly an important part of, of our plans right now. Um, you know, and then I think, the, the, obviously, the, the biggest question is, is what's happening short term, but also what's happening long term. And I think we really don't know what to expect. And because of that, trying to answer questions from ownership about, well, what does this mean for our business, et cetera, is just really challenging. Um, so, you know, we're working through that. And I think the scenario planning that we're able to do in Planful is really helping there. Um, it's been tremendously valuable to be able to run different scenarios and, and sort of transitioning to the next slide and thinking about scenarios. Um, you know, diving in a little bit further, you know, again, you can see the header, but now more than ever, we're relying on Planful to help us think through multiple different scenarios to ensure we make the best decisions for short-term and long-term objectives. You know, there are literally hundreds, if not thousands of, of branches on the tree. And each of these, there's 10 questions on this slide. Really, these are just the starting point. There's probably, you know, hundreds of questions that we've asked ourselves that we don't know the answers to, or that we have to try to anticipate the answers to. So you can imagine, what that decision tree looks like if you have each of these questions as a different branch and each path breaks off to a different branch. Um, on the revenue side, I, I touched on some of these, but you know, these are just some of the high level things. You know, will we play this year? You know, will there be baseball? I think we all hope that there, that we're, there will be baseball. Um, you know, we, we, we hope that they can do it in a safe manner and keep players and staff safe. That's obviously number one. Um, but will there be baseball at all is a question. Will it be with or without fans is a question. If it's with fans, will there be social distancing protocols? Will there be restrictions on, you know, how many people you can have in the park? You know, how do you serve hot dogs, beers, et cetera? Um, how many games will there be? And then again, what about 2021 and beyond? You know, I think um, some of the challenges is, is, is to think both short-term and long-term on the revenue side. On the expense side, you know, we're trying to figure out that, you know, the owners and, and, and players are, are having discussions right now about how much players might be played in a, in a scenario where there's no fans. And then we touched on this before, but where can we reduce expenses? How do we quickly get in and identify those expenses that we can save, um, you know, that we can either defer or save um, in, in a post-COVID world? Um, what about increased expenses? You know, clearly, if we're going to be hosting games with fans, you know, we're going to need to enhance our, our, our you know, cleaning sanitization processes. We're going to have to make sure we have invest in PPE and those types of things. So we're trying to understand all of those and running scenarios on that side as well. Um, how do we treat our employees? You know, what, what are we doing there on the employee side is another question. And again, 2020 and 20 and beyond. Uh, and so Planful has allowed us to scenario plan all the different uh, scenarios, plug them in, run different assumptions, tweak assumptions, and spit out outputs uh, of our bottom line that, that sort of uh, have the key assumptions in a different setting. So that's really been, really been, really been great as well. Um, so, so in closing here, you know, I just, just again want to thank Planful for inviting me to participate in this virtual tour. I think it's a great thing to, to connect with people and share some insights. Um, you know, we at the Boston Red Sox, you know, we understand we, we, we are faced with challenges like everybody and we're doing our best to navigate through those challenges. And it's great to have partners like Planful to help us think through, you know, again, we're coming up on our 10 year anniversary. We'll have to maybe get a, a cake or something to celebrate our, our 10 years of our partnership. But, you know, we really value the partnership, the collaboration, uh, all the help that we get. Um, it's been it's been really valuable and I just really appreciate 
um, being part of being invited to be part of this tour. And, uh, and with that, I think I'll close the presentation and, and kick it back to you guys and, and say thanks. And again, everybody stay safe and, uh, and, and we'll talk soon. Thanks, Tim. I hope everyone enjoyed that session as much as I did. Make sure you hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss an episode. Thanks for stopping by.